0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Interview Dump Truck. Uh, Pax East is almost upon us, but before we get there, I wanted to bring you my interview with Mark of the Ninja lead designer Nels Anderson. Mark of the Ninja was one of my favorite games from last year. I can't remember where it ended up in my personal top 10, but as someone who has waxed poetic about the problematic ways games have approached stealth in the past, I was genuinely taken and surprised by how much I loved Clay Entertainment's take on it. When Nels Anderson told me a special edition was in the works, which would include not just new content, but a lengthy behind-the-scenes commentary, he'd basically guaranteed Mark of the Ninja would be one of the few games I played a second time. What follows is our complete conversation about Mark of the Ninja Special Edition, which will arrive this summer as downloadable content on Xbox 360 and PC. Enjoy. Mm. So, Mark of the Ninja.
1: Yeah, that's a ninja game. You're sneaky, I heard. Um, um,
0: you guys are doing a special edition.
1: We are, we are. Uh, is is that
0: what it's called, or is it director's cut? Like, what is the actual formal terminology?
1: I think we we just settled it on calling it special edition. Okay. Um. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. As as I, as I sort of mentioned, like, we're definitely the mindset we had was like, what's the you know what 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 would the Criterion Collection version of the game look like? Um. I mean, obviously, we don't get to make. You know, a gorgeous, sweet physical box because that would be cool, but also insanely expensive. <laughs> um.
0: is, that, is that something you guys considered in any, or is it like just one of those? Sure, that would be nice, and then the moment you look at the prices, it's like no.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically that. Like now, I mean, we've had to look at doing um, a bunch of other physical goods. For uh, for packs, you know, like like sure, yeah, sure, sure, and and we we do have some like we, we we did make up a um a sweet like ninja figurine thing that we're gonna ha- have at packs, which oh, will be cool. real fucking cool, um but just the just the the goddamn logistical nightmare of of making a thing that is actually physically in the world is just uh, horrible.
0: Um, yeah, that's whenever I talk to people that like do kickstarters and things like that, because a lot of those kickstarters end up having like real you know, like physical goods associated with yeah. like, a bunch of the, um, the reward structures, you you end up spending half your money, you know, if not more on fulfilling the, the backer rewards, especially if they are physical goods, because just shipping things in this country, or just shipping things, period, um, yeah. is just a complete nightmare.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, you want to mail that to Australia? That'd be $80,
0: please. Right, right, yeah. you, <laughs> And that's why you end up seeing like in a lot of those like, oh, by the way, if you're international, you have to pay the difference. You know, <laughs> we can yeah. offer five dollars shipping for that we can cover for anyone in the of the United States. But if you're uh,
1: in the UK, uh, buck up. But, yeah. um So yeah, not, nothing, nothing physical. But otherwise, it's like you know that was kind of the mindset approach. Um, yeah.
0: So you, when when did this conversation start? Because you sort of implied in the in the email that you know this wasn't part of some grand design. It was largely a reaction to. Man, people really like this thing. Is there something we can do to to expand yeah. upon that uh, in a way that's meaningful but also, you know, like realistic in scope?
1: Yes. Um yeah, so I think it was uh, maybe just before Christmas. Um we were, you know, looking at like what our what our timelines for future projects were, what everybody was working on. Um and then it just like yeah af- after the game came out and people just sort of kept loving on it which is still kind of mind-boggling to me we're like it feels like we should do something like you know people people are constantly clamoring for it. it's like ah we want more but it's like well we sort of built the thing so that it would be like an expression of a complete idea and there isn't more either mechanically or narratively for us really to provide um but then we're like, okay, well, what if it was more like a yeah, like I said, more of like a, a special edition director's cut thing? Then that kind of gave us a little bit more room to play around. I mean, there is new stuff, but it definitely wasn't like stuff that we intentionally left out to add later.
0: Oh, because I remember when you know when we did sort of the uh, behind the scenes feature uh, on the game last year, there was certainly there was tons of stuff that you guys cut um, just yeah. by the nature of iteration and you know focusing. So how much? How much of what is in here with like the new level um some of the new items like did any of that come from things that just didn't work out before or was a lot of this uh brand new
1: uh yeah it's all new stuff um i mean like very very vaguely you know the the underpinning idea might have been something we kind of talked about before but it definitely wasn't this was stuff that we wanted to have in the game but we had to cut this was all stuff that's like this is New things we wanted to, you know, ideas we came up with after we thought, okay, well, what are we going to do if we're going to do a special edition? What are we going to do at all? Um, and I was like, oh, well, here's some here's some new ideas that kind of talk like deal with aspects of the game that we didn't maybe fully explore. Um, I mean, truth be told, it's been challenging to come up with new stuff because it re- like everything we left in everything that's in Ninja was like very very specific and deliberate um so trying to figure out ways to have new stuff that like isn't you know isn't just basically a palette swap of stuff we already got mm-hmm. was was not easy um but i think what we settled on was is interesting and different um yeah like the uh, you know the 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 big notion um kind of stylistically combat wise is um like obviously in the game you know there's plenty of more overt aggressive means to deal with the the, the approach the levels and then there's kind of like the total non-violent like you don't even have attacks kind of way mm-hmm. um but there was, wasn't really any middle ground um so that's kind of what we wanted to do with this to ha- have there be like a little bit more space in between where you can dispatch some of the guards but you still get that kind of non-lethal level bonus in general um and that might encourage some people who played totally one way to kind of try it the other, or vice versa. So uh, one thing
0: I'm surprised about is that uh, that the items will carry over uh, into to the main game. You know, one way that some people approach this stuff is, okay, we're going to create these new things, but you know, to have to go back and make that all work and the stuff that we already structured is its own nightmare. So what was the reasoning and how much effort uh, did it take to? Build this new stuff, and then say, "Okay, let's go see how that works in in the
1: game we already built." Yeah, some, and it's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, the, the point is, is you know, is is it, this, these should be different ways to kind of experience the main game, right? Um, and it is like, there's going to be you know, new level and stuff, but the stuff is going to carry over. And the whole point is like, let's give people a reason to kind of go through go through the game again, just as like you know. When you when you buy the Criterion collection of a mo- version of a movie, well, it's a movie you probably have already seen and really enjoy, mm-hmm. right? You're you're probably not going to buy the fancy Criterion collection version of a movie you've never seen because you think you might like it. Right. Um, so it's kind of like if someone's going to come to the game again, assuming they've already played it, um, well, we should offer them as many you know, new things as possible. So not only can they kind of play through the game and check out all the commentary stuff, but they'll have a bunch of different things to do. As they're going through there, from you know the broad, if you played the game before, really neat lethally. Now you're going the non-lethal route, or you just want to play around with the new items, or whatever. But that's kind of the intent to be like, you know, here's here's a bunch of new stuff to use, like to, to kind of approach the game again from a different perspective.
0: So how does the? I, I know you mentioned that uh, the the commentary works kind of like it does in Thirty Flights of Loving. Um, yes. Yeah. What does what that what does that mean practically? Is like is it is there just text that's popping up as you're going through the world or, or how, how does that work?
1: Yeah. Um, there's basically like little, you know, little, uh, little icon commentary node things sprinkled throughout all the existing levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just whenever, you know, whenever there's one on screen, you can hit it with an item or just walk up and interact with it and then you get bloop, you know, pop up information. Um, some of them have like accompanying illustrative images and stuff. Um, we looked at kind of doing it the, the the way that Valve does their commentary. But just (laughs) looking at both the expense of recording it and how many months it would take our our single audio guy to actually edit all that stuff, and we're just like, there is we just can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice if you're Valve and you have infinite money, but for people like Brendan and us, sometimes you just got to go with text. So like, was there,
0: as you went through that process of sort of typing that up, figuring out what made sense to to illustrate like did you find anything surprising Stuff that surprised yourself as you kind of were forced to look back on it and figure out here's what I'd like to share regarding how we came about this or what we learned like what what was the process like for you given that you kind of had to walk through all the steps of making this right. game um
1: in like a, a really concentrated fashion yeah, well, it was cool because um, obviously I, d- I did a good amount of the commentary, but we basically just kind of gave an open call for everybody on the team. You know, I just I just put up a giant spreadsheet, kind of broke it down by level, and it's like, you know, guys, if you wanna if you wanna add in your own thoughts here, like to- just go to town. And then in a month, we're kind of we have to lock this thing down and get it translated, um, which was its own giant undertaking. And we could talk about that if you want. Um, uh so there's there's a bunch of different perspectives um which is actually cool cuz reading through it i i learned some stuff that like i had some awareness of during like as we were actually making it but i didn't quite realize to the degree um that you know like uh, like one of the things is um like our, our 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 environment art artist lead uh Megan Shaw she was talking about how you know she was very frequently challenged by the fact that like the game is is dark right um and so you know she still had to figure out ways to work to have the game not just be like black black upon all the black forever but to still make it feel like nighttime and you know you're concealed when you're in the darkness otherwise you're in the light and she's kind of identified like some of the process things they went through to actually kind of accomplish that um so there yeah there were a bunch of just surprising bits in there. um which were pretty cool. And then I, as I was sort of working through the, um, the new, the whole brand new level we're doing for the special edition, I like documented step by step all the stuff I needed to do to actually build a level just from a level design uh, process. And that like the special edition level has its own commentary, which is literally that breakdown of, you know, like here are the 19 steps or whatever it is for actually creating one of these levels. Hmm. And, um, Jesus Christ! It's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> work.
0: Well, and, and it seems like the, to have the ability to uh, to do that what requires you to kind of have to have already built the main game and know sort of what the flow and the process is. Because a lot of building that original game is just even figuring out what the process is. And then by the time you've kind of got it down, uh, well, you know, the game's out, it's shipped, uh, and then you know you don't really come back around to it unless you know you're producing something like a sequel.
1: Right. Yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely, and just because, like, as we were building it, it was, you know, the the construction of the levels was so broken up by just all the other stuff we were doing and figuring out or whatever, like, the actual step-by-step process of it in my head was kind of hazy, so then going back to it now and just, the only thing I have really to do is make this level, mm-hmm. um, so mainlining that was uh, horrifying uh, and fascinating in equal measure, <laughs>
0: Did you, did you like sort of end up realizing that you had a process that you weren't like necessarily cognizant of uh, before? Like, as a result of having to like break it down and explain it to someone, you suddenly realize, oh, there's kind of like this arc or yeah. pattern that I go through, even if it's not something that you are mentally aware of when you're actually going through it.
1: Yeah, exactly that. It's kind of like, you know, it prior to this process, someone asks, It's like, how do you build the levels? It's like, oh, I don't know, we kind of figure out what they are and what they're supposed to be. And we make some encounters and we try some stuff. Um, And while it's still true to like a smaller degree, like having to actually sit down and look at it and think through it, it's like, oh yeah, basically, you know, this stuff needs to be done. This stuff needs to be done. And like a ton of it is just like small housekeeping things that don't Mm -hmm. seem like a big deal. But in terms of like the final look and feel that, you know, that polish stuff that it's like, oh, this is the shit that makes a difference. Um, Yeah. So it was, it was interesting and, harrowing at the same time, because so I was like, God, how did we ever do this to begin with? I mean, it
0: was, I have, was it sort of maddening to then go through that main game as a part of, you know, sort of the commentary and implementing the new items where you, maybe the things that you were just happy to be done with and say, okay, it's done, It's that's in the shipping product. Um, now to have to look back at them with sort of like this reflective attitude and be like, oh, Jesus, like, why did we why did we do that? That's like, that's a piece that got away. Like, was it sort of maddening to have to go back and be exposed to everything in such a
1: like, close fashion all over again? Mm. I mean, like in general, and, and maybe this just is reflective in how people responded to it, but there aren't really a ton of things where I look back at it and I'm like, Ooh, God. <laughs> um, I mean, like as we were talking to it, like myself and the other, the other uh, guy who did most of the level design, Jason, um, there were definitely some bits where it's like, man, we spent a lot of time trying to make that work. Uh, so, sort of like, just working through the, the commentary process, we realize it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of tricky to implement. And then we think about it, it's like, oh, God, no, this is a thing that we just had to keep coming back to over and over and over again. Like, in the in the third level of the game, that bit where you kind of have to follow a dude without being detected... Mm-hmm. Like, talking to Jason about that. Like, he probably spent more time just in that aspect of that one level that, uh, than I did on some of my entire levels, like, end-to-end. Um, there's a, uh, yeah, it was, it. The, the, so there are definitely a few things like that. It's nothing that I think that we're really dissatisfied with, per se. Sure. We're just like, oh, God, th- we actually did that, didn't we? <laughs> it, it seems
0: like, you you know, you're encountering these moments where, the the inevitable or the ultimate lesson learned seems so simple in retrospect, but getting to that point, you know, just took enormous amount of time and effort um, that just seems crazy when you sort of realize the place that it goes to, you know, when you kind of say it's finished and it's done.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah. And even stuff where it's just kind of like, you know, the 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 bits of the game that really kind of deviate from the core structure, where it's like, okay, follow this dude for a while without being detected. There are just, like, so many weird edge cases there, and that that kind of gets called out a bit in some of the commentary, where it's like, you know, this was the bits where it's like, the base thing you're doing seems simple. It's just all the insane permutations of what-ifs that make that kind of compound themselves into dumping a horrifying amount of your time, just trying to make sure the thing works and doesn't get janky in some fashion or another.
0: So how did you, how did you settle on sort of the, the new level being like in in some sense, you know, not a a prequel implies something bigger than it probably is, but at least it's it's set in the past. Like how, how did you guys come about that? And were there any other ideas you guys kind of had throwing around before, before you settled on it?
1: Um, not really. Yeah, be, be, as I I mean I kind of mentioned this in email, but like I think we very very intentionally built Ninja to be like a complete self-contained thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all I, I I always think it's really gross and disappointing, and I don't know how people are satisfied with this when you know some game ends like on an actual honest to god cliffhanger, and then it's like the real ending comes in the DLC. Boy, um,
0: so yeah, there are some. There are some. I, game, there are. There are an, an increasing number of games that are are pulling that trick, and it is it yeah. is incredibly frustrating.
1: I haven't played it, but apparently the name Dead Space does that. Um, yeah.
0: To explain, if you're going to play it, I won't. I. I. I you know. I, I don't want to explain the beats, but yes, uh, it does that. And what's most frustrating about when games do that is, especially if, the final moments of that game have some sort of. You know, a lot of them have some sort of dramatic action or dramatic revelation yeah. related to it. Um, and then to have, it's one thing for a sequel to sort of address that. Uh, you kind of expect that. Um, but then for a DLC to essentially like, whether it's through an epilogue or what feels like the real ending, it's just not only does it feel gross from a sort of like monetary standpoint, uh, but it's, it's it, under, it undermines sort of the dramatic arc of everything that came before.
1: Uh, yeah, totally. Like it, 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 it seems like it completely, you know, sucks the the air out of the room in terms of like the end, the the climax is gravitas, right? Yeah, abs- <laughs> like, yeah abs- oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, but not really. You're just like, well, really? That's, uh, that's lame. Um, so, so that so, so yeah.
0: like so that sort of feeling definitely it seems like it informed. Let's set it here so we can tell this you know tiny little story, but it's not going to contradict or, you know, feel like players were cheated or waiting for something that you know, w- was coming later.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Um, and that, the the you know, the the character, it, it just ended up being kind of a serendipitous thing where probably the character in the game that we ended up being the most surprised by was, like, the tattoo artist, Dosan. Mm-hmm. Just because the guy who did, even though he only has, like, maybe a dozen lines in the entire game, um, uh, Mike Dobson, the, the guy who did the voice acting for it, it's just like, he just injected a ton of personality into that character that wasn't, necessarily there so we're like well this is this is cool and mike is really really good at just yeah just giving things like a little bit more verve that might otherwise you know that they could be flat if if just kind of performed rote by another okay. actor um so we're like, well, Mike did such an awesome job with that. It's like let's let's give you know let's give old Dosan a little bit more a little bit more screen time, and kind of fill in like some of, some of the the motivations. By the way, for you know why he acted the way he did. So that was kind of like the first idea we came with, and it was just sort of like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that.
0: <laughs> so is there is there a a lot of story to that, or is that more just kind of like the window dressing for the setting uh, in like like the the items sort of kind of like are, are center stage or, or is the story that's in that um, sort of significant to the, to the sort of broader fiction of Mark of the Ninja?
1: Um, I mean, significant might be a strong word. It's definitely yeah. like it, it, it kind of, yeah, it's it sort of in a, in a director's cut kind of sense. Like it fills in some stuff that happened, mm-hmm. but if, if you weren't aware of it, like the, the rest of the thing is still completely cogent. So it's kind of like, you know, an extended cut or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh- yeah, I mean, of course, and in the game in general, like, the story tends to be, I would not say it's its not that it's unimportant, but it, it's very, um, you know, it, 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 it allows the player to engage with it kind of as much or as little as they want. Um, so, yeah, so if people just want a sweet level to do more sweet ninja things, they can. Um, and if they want something that's a little bit more, you know, oh, it's actually about this guy who is, we didn't really talk before, but that's kind of interesting, um, that's there as well. Yeah. Um, is there still, like,
0: the sort of, like, little haikus and, and stuff hidden throughout the stage? Like, did Chris come back to oh, yeah. so work on that stuff again, or, or is that he all you?
1: Should... No, he, he totally did. I awesome. uh, yeah. I asked him to do three more haikus, and they're, again, super sweet.
0: <laughs> um, so you started talking about it in December, and then, like, when did actual production on this stuff begin? Oh. And as much yeah. as you can speak to it, like, when, when you're projecting to sort of wrap it up and allow people to get their hands on it.
1: Yeah, um, it's basically uh, we started working on it in well, I shouldn't say we, I mean, it's basically just me and Megan uh, doing the environment art, and there's a little bit more animation that our animators kicked in but it's primarily been just me and Meg um, and so we started working on that in January but the, the kind of my time was split between that and another thing that we, we are not talking about yet um, uh, Yeah, and that Kinda has been continuing to date, Um, and it'll probably actually come out sometime. No, it will come out sometime this summer. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be more earlier or later, and that where that spring ends, summer begins. Line's a bit fuzzy anyway. Um, But yeah, basically, as soon as it's done, we're gonna kick it out. It's just it
0: it sounds like it's more just yeah contingent on like this is sort of a side project that you're kind of ticking away at uh, while you're working on another project in the studio, and at some point. Summer seems like a good time for <laughs> around yes. like around that time it'll be it'll be ready to go.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Um, and of course it'll be on XBLA and PSN. Uh, not PSN. <laughs> that would be funny. Um <laughs> oh, now, you Xbox- just,
0: now you just gave me my headline. Mark of the Ninja designer slips
1: up. <laughs> Spoilers. Microsoft
0: funded uh, game going to PSN.
1: Uh, yeah, it'll be on Xbox and Steam at the same time. Um, and so anyone who already owns the game can, you know, just upgrade to the special edition via normal DLC means. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the other thing too is that um, we, uh, we, I mean, we'll we'll see if it pans out. I'm not sure yet, but you know, our, our, uh, our game is localized into, into five other languages aside from English. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we needed to localize all that commentary as well, but oh, there is, yeah, there's a lot of goddamn commentary. It's like, In total, I think like 15,000 words or something like that. It's like 25 pages of just written text. Right. uh, Which I think will be really cool and interesting for people. But the cost of us localizing that is probably like half the money we could ever make on it in a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) So that doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, so, I actually uh asked for some folks to volunteer. We just sent like a message out to our community, you right. know asking if anyone any any speakers of foreign tongues would be willing to kind of help us out a little bit, you know, just like like give everyone like a page or two basically yeah sure, um, and we got a, a pretty great response um obviously, some languages are more commonly spoken than others sure um but yeah, we sent that out, and thus far you know got a a, a good Core of of volunteers, so we'll uh, hopefully that pans out. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a thing that like I, I've certainly never done before to this degree. Just having like, hey, people of the internet want to help us do a thing. Um, people are pretty friendly, as it turns out. Yeah, people are people are really very kind and charitable, and that's really cool.
0: Well, neat. That I am mean, I, I have exactly the target audience for this, as I'm sure a lot of other people are. Of <laughs> I, I finished it and. You know, by the nature of my job, uh, playing games a second time is, is pretty difficult, but I've wanted a reason to go back. So yeah. by you putting in DLC, well, we just have to cover that DLC, which means I'll just have to play the game a second time. Um, <laughs> but I I, th- I think you guys probably took the right. Ad- I think it's neat that they're you give people a meaningful incentive other than just uh, achievements, um, which is not a huge motivator for me personally. Um, yeah. To kind of to kind of go back and and get something out of it that isn't just you know again points attached to a profile.
1: Yes, exactly that right. Um, And the deal, like I don't think you can even have very many achievement points for DLC anyway. Although I guess if you if there were some you didn't get in the main game you could get that too. But yeah, no, I I think I I think they I think they've
0: expanded what you can do with with achievement points. But I don't know. Like at this point, like my profile says forty six thousand points, and like I don't like. That is like a meaningless, <laughs> yeah, it like a match. Me- I don't even know what that means, except that, like, I play, I probably play too many games,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> At least you have an excuse, yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I, yeah, I, I, it's not I, like I was just sort of wondering in my head, like, I completely agree that it's, it's bunk and weird, um, for that to be like really the only reason why someone want to do it. So, yeah, hopefully, like, you know. I personally, this is just a thing that I really wish more developers did, right? Because I, like, I, I, loved, loved, loved um, all the commentary in, in, in Brendan in Thirty uh, Flights of Loving, um, and obviously Valve stuff is super fascinating. It's this thing I was like, you know, like film people do this all the time. Uh, like, <laughs> well, it's, just, why, it's so much e- it's so much easier this?
0: for other mediums, like specifically film, because, a, the time commitment yeah. is just watching a film yeah I guess um,
1: you just slap a mic in front of some people
0: yeah yeah and like the idea of like you know layering an, au- an audio track is a little bit different than it's it is too bad like I agree with you um there yeah. it's it's probably you know I like people reading my articles but the best way to sort of contextualize uh sort of like how a game is made is in the game itself um and so it's it's neat to, it's neat that you guys found a way to pull it off
1: yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's just a thing that I I wish more people would do more. So, I don't know, be the change you want to see in the world, I guess. Cool. Well, I
0: will I will let you be, but um, I guess I'll I'll see you next weekend. Then you'll be at PAX East, right?
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Um awesome. Yeah, I, I guess you guys also get to do the uh, PAX East GDC um, hell trip. Oh yeah, coming back on
0: Sunday evening and then yeah, I think you know I've got. Cool appointment at 10 a.m. on Monday. I'm just, oh, I'm just not thinking about it. He's not thinking about it. Yeah, um, that's
1: that's wise. <laughs> it'll
0: be a lot of fun, but yeah, I'm already exhausted, uh, which is yeah. why I try not to think about it. But yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely have to. PAX is usually kind of a uh, crazy. Um, but if you're out here for GDC, we'll we'll find a way it will work. But you the game will be yeah, at yeah. the DLC will be at PAX East.
1: Yep. Um. I don't think it'll be the full thing just because I don't think I'm going to get the chance to. Yeah. You know, sure. Get it show worthy end to end. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not that not that we have a problem showing off stuff that's in development, but right, right, right. you know, this is the doing thing that's like we're still working on it. Oh, this thing just don't work yet. Yeah, um, yeah, but definitely some portion of the level will be in the new items and abilities and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so you can, you can swing by check it out. Um, yeah, and we'll definitely have to get together at GDC and you know hang out proper.
0: All right, cool, man. All right, well, I will. Uh, I will see you next weekend.
1: Sweet. Yes. Um, and uh, we will. Uh we're still working on it but we're going to like pull the trigger on announcing this thing on Tuesday, I okay. think. Okay. Um so if you guys want to get something ready, like we'll send out the kind of the press release to everybody, mm-hmm. but if you, you know, do whatever getting ready stuff you want to do, you can just, you know, push the button when we do that basically. Yeah, I'll
0: I'll ch- I'll check in on Monday afternoon and see where you guys are at. Uh um, okay. but I, yeah, I'll, I'll yep. aim for having something ready for a Tuesday morning.
1: Cool, yeah, and we'll, we'll, like, as soon as we finish cutting together the trailer, Mm -hmm. like, just a small announcement trailer and images and all that, we'll get Mm -hmm. them to you so you can, guys, so you can just not have to worry about it, have everything ready to go and just kind of hit the button.
0: Perfect. Well, I appreciate you thinking of me. Okay. All right, man. Take care. All right. Yep, talk to you soon. Bye.